0: Good morning and good afternoon for everyone. Uh, Welcome to this uh, roundtable on harnessing the blue economy for African coastal states through the AFCFDA. I'm very happy to see uh, uh, many participants here today and others will be joining uh, on the process. Uh, Just to remind you that there is simultaneous uh, uh, interpretation to French, so if you uh, want to hear this, to listen to this in French, please select the the appropriate channel. Uh, My name is uh, Dr. Maxime Desparra. I am Principal Research Fellow at ODI, and I am the Technical Lead for uh, uh, the Supported Investment and Trade in Africa program Uh, And I will be your moderator uh, uh, today. Uh, Just a bit uh, of background of our CETA program, Supporting Investment and Trade in Africa. Uh, This is a program that is funded by the UK government, uh, uh, the FCDO, to support trade and investment and development in the continent. In particular, the program is uh, uh, designed to Uh, uh, support the negotiations and implementation of the afc We work in partnership with the afc Secretariat and and member states to support the afc negotiation, country-level implementation, and undertake relevant policy analysis and targeted targeted policy engagement. Uh, As we know, the blue economy uh, uh, uh fisheries, aquaculture, tourism, maritime services and other economic activities offers uh, incredible potential for African coastal communities as well as for the continent as a whole I would say. this is not just an issue of the of the coastal states. Of course I mean the relevance for the coastal states are, is evident uh, It contributes significantly to the to the income and employment generation. But it faces the challenges associated with climate change and unsustainable practices. The AFCFTA uh, presents a unique opportunity to, un- to unlock the uh, full potential of the blue economy by fostering regional trade and cooperation between its members. Uh, however, navigating through this path requires uh, a collaboration, cooperation, open dialogue, and collective uh, commitment to sustainability. This is the spirit of the Moroni Declaration of June, 2023, uh, a continental cooperation to maximize the benefits of the blue economy for the continent, securing the sustainability of the resources and the communities that depend on them. Today, we'll be exploring how the FCFDA can unlock the full potential of the blue economy while ensuring sustainable and inclusive development. The SEFTA doesn't have a dedicated protocol, uh, but there are multiple provisions scattered through these protocols that are extremely relevant for the blue economy. The example we could say, well, not only on fish uh, trade that is part of the goods protocol, but even thinking of the maritime services between Uh, African continents. And this is critical actually for the unlocking of the opportunities for the whole AFCFDA when you think that they are not established maritime routes between many African countries. So talking about the blue economy is also talking about supporting the general, the AFCFDA. Just a bit of of a a, a, a reminder of our agenda. Uh, We will have first a keynote presentation by uh, Dr. Jody Kim. Uh, she's a leading expert on trade uh, and climate, uh, and she will be sharing valuable insights of an ongoing uh, work that she is, is leading on how to leverage regional uh, trade uh, to strengthen coastal industry through the SEFTA. Then we will open for questions and answers. Uh, where you have an opportunity to ask uh, Jody, uh to something to to clarify of her presentation and then we'll have a a, a dedicated uh, session for interactive discussion uh this is where basically your voice matters uh and we will explore country specific experiences and crucial questions around challenges opportunities and solutions for uh, uh the blue economy i want to remember that this is an interactive session and we will uh, appreciate and encourage your active uh, participation, sharing your thoughts and ask questions. Uh, your diverse perspectives are crucial to shaping the, these important conversations. And please don't hesitate to raise your hand and uh, or use the chat uh, function to contribute to the debate. Uh, I would also like to invite you to join the conversation online. Uh, you can share your thoughts and questions and ideas about this event on social media by tagging us on at ODI underscore trade on on X uh, and using the hashtag uh blue economy. So uh, now without uh, uh, much further ado, I would like to welcome uh, uh, Dr. Jody Kim. Uh, Jody is a senior research fellow at ODI and a leading trade economist uh, with deep understanding on the trade climate nexus she has worked with multiple governments across the developing world, and her work has informed policies and strategies. Today, uh, she will share her unique perspective of the AfCFTA potential for the coastal communities and industries across Africa. Thank you very much. Uh, jodi uh, please,
1: the floor is yours. OK, great. Thank you very much indeed, Max. And um, welcome, everybody. And good morning, good afternoon. And so I'm just going to begin by sharing my screen with you. And I'm going to walk you through some slides um, with me so we can get into the, the subject at hand. Um, so Max has already provided um, some great context um, as to why we're undertaking this analysis. As we know, um, just next week, the African Union will be holding their 37th summit <clears throat> And of course, the African Union at the moment, um, the the, the Comorian presidency has the the, the Camoros, government of Comoros has the presence presidency of the african union at the moment so this is a really unique opportunity because of course Camor- the Comoros is a small island developing state um, it's also a least developed country it's about to accede to the wto that's likely to be one of the key outcomes um, at the wto uh, ministerial conference also in a couple of weeks so the presidency really provides an important opportunity to shine a light on the issues that are really pertinent to small island states and to coastal States in Africa, which, of course, comprise kind of in total over 70 percent of African states. There are 38 coastal states and and many parts of of the coasts around Africa comprise some of the most important um, shipping routes in in the world. Of course, we all know that there have been recent incidences. all that can kind of come to mind um, regarding piracy and so on. Um, But some of the small island developing states and some of the poorest countries in the world have not only some of the largest coastlines, but they also have some of the largest exclusive economic zones uh, uh, as well. Um, But they, of course, have severe capacity constraints. um, And this this, uh, kind of spills over in relation to issues regarding governance um, and so on. So there's there's extremely large potential there, but there's extreme capacity constraints as well that really do need to be addressed. And as we know, um, we've also got the challenge of of climate change and we've got um, kind of vulnerabilities to climate change. um, You know, risks arising from storm surges and from low lying coastal um, regions as well. So this is the subject at hand so we're interested in what is the blue economy what does it comprise and then how can african states leverage the 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 opportunities from the continental the african um, continental free trade area in order to to maximize the economic benefits the social and environmental and i think it's very important when we talk about the blue economy that we are the, the, the kind of more recognized definition is trying to move away from a kind of extractive approach towards an approach which is kind of more regenerative and and more sustainable, so i'm going to kind of begin by unpacking what do we mean by the blue economy and i'm going to refer to some of the the strategies that are in place um, already for kind of set at the African Union level, but then also set by um, individual states. And then I'm going to zoom in and and, uh, look at the relevant protocols of the AFCFTA as well. And then I'll wrap up with with some discussion points. So let me move on to define the blue economy. What does it comprise, um, its value and, and, and so on? So there are different estimates of the blue economy, its total um, value, but there was a very important study that was undertaken back in 2018 um, by the African Union, which estimated that it generates up to around 300 billion in economic US dollars, 300 billion US dollars in ac- economic activities for the continent and more than 50,000 jobs. And these numbers are just expected to, to kind of increase. There were five areas that that study zoomed in on in particular. And um, so it included fisheries, aquaculture and sustainable sustainable. Act- um, aquatic ecosystems, but then also focused on shipping and transportation um, ports, maritime security, safety and enforcement, and then coastal and maritime tourism, which also touched on issues regarding climate change, and then finally sustainable energy and mineral resources um, Now, there's huge potential that is recognised, but there are also really key issues that need to be addressed in order for those economic opportunities to be realised. And of course, there are tensions as well between some of the the blue economy uh, sectors. So, for example, um, tourism and fisheries are often considered to be more synergistic sectors. So if you're um, boosting tourism, it can have knock on effects in terms of increasing demand for high value and types of, of, of fish and the way in which the fish is caught and so on. And um, But there can also be kind of tensions between, for example, the expansion of um, deep sea mining vis-a-vis kind of biodiversity and a kind of ecosystem services as well and these tensions are are very very um, real uh, in indeed when you drill down to the country level there's also an important gender dimension to consider as well and this is you know, when you start to get into the gender dimension, this is when you get into the value chain dynamics as well, because we know that women tend to specialise more within the processing part of, of the fishery sector. So, of course, if you're developing the fishery sector and expanding the value chain, this will have knock-on effects on female employment and, and so on. So it's really at that kind of, you know, that part of the value chain dynamics, this is where the role of the AFCFTA really comes into play. Because we know that the bigger objective, of course, is of of the AFTFTA agenda is to really shift Africa's position in value chains and boost intra-regional value chains, boost value added um, and so on. So we're all very aware that the continent's fisheries are affected by activities such as illegal, unreported, un- unregulated fishing vessels and um, because of capacity constraints in terms of effective ocean uh, management. But if these dynamics can be changed, you know, then obviously this can provide a big boost to the sorts of intra-regional um, value chains that can really play a very important role in terms of boosting growth, reducing poverty um, and so on. So let's move move on to look at some of the the country studies and country strategies in terms of the blue economy there are some really prominent examples from the continent Um, and as you know back in 2018 there was a really important summit that was held in Kenya so the blue economy is getting you know it's in, the focus on it is increasing all the time. And at COP28, of course, there was a discussion about the Great Blue Wall as well. And so it's rising in prominence. But from our review, we can see that this, the links to the AFCFTA do need to be more clearly articulated. From the review that I've undertaken so far, I can only see that the Seychelles has has linked its kind of blue economy um, strategy to the AFCFTA um, in, in some detail. So there's still some some way to go in terms of linking, linking the two. And of course, you know, this is again, can put this down to capacity constraints, the need for greater sensitization, you know, this is why we're here um, today um, at this meeting. So I just want to zoom in now to look at the southwest Indian Ocean in in a bit more detail. And this is the part of of the world in which Cameras, um is, is located. And it does include some of the some countries with the longest coastlines not only in in africa but also um, in the world and um, so we've drilled down to look at their blue economy strategies and you can see that <clears throat> You have kind of what are called more traditional sectors like fisheries included, but then you also have movement into kind of non-traditional or new new um, industries like marine biotechnology uh, and so on. As I say, when we've reviewed these these strategies, we can't see very strong links at the moment in terms of the relationship to trade policy more broadly i would say and then in particular the kind of role that the AFCFTA fta could play and this is in a much more kind of strategic sense in terms of um boosting intra-african um, value chains and boosting it kind of um african value added and so on and as we know Um, Within the AFCFTA, kind of processed fisheries has been a little bit of a a sticking point there in terms of rules of origin and and the Seychelles in particular has been um, pretty vocal on that front. So in terms of how the AFCFTA can help, you know, obviously there is already the existing protocol in relation to trade trading goods. And we've also got kind of um, dispute settlement Um, sanitaries um, and phytosanitary standards and so on issues around non-tariff barriers you know that's already these are already included there in in relation to the phase one of the afcfta and so we've just kind of um, begun to match the protocol relevant protocols to the relevant sectors but then of course there is quite a lot of kind of unfinished um, business as well um, and we're yet to see the full outcomes and also indeed the text um of of um relevant um protocols and this is why we're all looking forward to the the summit um that is happening um next week because we can see very clearly that you know the protocols on on investment on competition on intellectual property these are all going to be relevant and in addition the 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 uh, the additional protocol on women and um, given the gender dimension that I've mentioned in relation to the, the fisheries um, value chain, so I think it's important that we look at what's included already within the EFCFTA, what's coming in the future, but also what is not yet included and not yet considered. Um, and we can see if we look at the continent and, and we we situate the the kind of regional trade agenda and the, and the dynamics and the aspirations if we um, kind of take a more of a bird's eye view and reflect on how the continent is approaching these issues compared to others we can see that there may be need for more, Greater kind of consideration on a dedicated fisheries chapter, a kind of common fisheries um, policy as well, in order to achieve sustainability um, objectives. So, this is also one part of the study, which is kind of to take this more kind of global uh, perspective um, on the issue. And then, I think just more generally, you know, we know that the blue economy. We know that African countries have the aspiration to to develop it, um, but you can't always see those aspirations translated into strategy and and policy documents. And then, of course, when they are, um, we can see that there are kind of the links to trade policy and in particular, the role of the AFCFTA may need to be more clearly articulated. So I hope we can get into some of this um, discussion here today. And of course, as Max has alluded to in his introduction, you know, The issues around the blue economy, you know, maritime transportation, ports, efficiencies, you know, these are not just relevant for coastal and small island developing states, but they're also very relevant for landlocked African states as well so overall around 90% of total imports and exports into Africa are coming through maritime shipping routes and so if you know these um, trade routes if if they can be strengthened and so on you know this will inevitably also help to boost intra-African trade and the role of the AFCFTA more broadly and so I think I'll wrap up there um, just with these kind of few points in terms of of looking ahead um, and I think again, it's just to reflect on you know what's already included with the AFCFTA, what we know is coming, um, but also for us to think about, but what what also could be included in the future in order to really strengthen these linkages and provide the boost that is um, so urgently needed in terms of hitting you know other other development goals um, as well. Um, so thank you, Max, and look forward to getting into the the Q and A session.
0: thank you uh uh, to the, uh for your uh, uh initial discussion uh i think that you have basically set up a very uh, uh interesting and, and 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 powerful setting for, for the discussion uh clearly i take from from your presentation i think what is uh, uh, critical is, well, the importance of the blue economy for Africa, and I get these numbers, I mean, $300 billion and and 49 or 50 million jobs generated. I think that this is very uh, important to consider the need of uh, job generation that uh, uh, Africa will need uh, in the future that is estimated at something around 20 million jobs a year. So, this would definitely not, cont- not, not, not constitute the whole uh, answer to it, but definitely would contribute to, to this. So I think that this is something to, to bear in mind. Um, the uh, uh, importance of uh, uh, how basically of, of the link of the implementation of the CFDA and the blue economy, and you have uh, mentioned some of the, uh, uh uh advances that some of the countries have made like sessions etc on, on on this regard i think that that's very important to have i think that it's also very interesting that well you, you first uh uh highlighted the uh what is included in the in the protocol basically highlighting what is included in the in in the goods protocol also in the services protocol on phase one also what is uh, uh, also included in the other protocols, like investment protocol and the uh, uh, women and youth in trade protocol that is in discussion, given the importance of, of, of women in in, 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 this, in the blue economy. But I think that what is very important to highlight is that you also uh, took some time, actually, to talk about what is not included in uh, uh, the different protocols of the FCFTA. And, and 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 you mentioned a couple of, 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 of points. I mean, definitely the point I, I raised earlier, and you pick it up, I mean, association with uh, uh, the development of maritime routes uh, between African countries. I think that if you want to send a container to from Ghana to Kenya, for example, it's very likely that it's going to go first to Singapore or to Europe rather than go straight to to Kenya or even I mean passing through any other African port uh, and this is because they are not regular maritime routes uh, 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 between many African countries so this is something to 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 take into consideration. but then the point about the the well the lack of a a common policy on on fisheries in 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 Africa I think that this is a, a, a also a, a complicated uh, point. Uh, basically we, we need to bear in mind that uh, uh, fishes don't recognize uh, borders. So clearly the, the reason why probably you need to have a common uh, uh, policy for fishery is because basically this is a, a, a shared resource. I mean, you cannot claim this is our, my fish because the fish will eventually swim actually potentially to, to other places. So this is, is potentially the relevance to this. So I think that this is, is quite important. So let, let's see whether we can uh, uh, go uh, uh, a bit uh, deeper into uh, uh, the discussion. Uh, you mentioned specifically the point about the uh, what uh, the rules of origin in, in issue that Seychelles uh, raised. Can you maybe briefly sort of for, for those that maybe are not entirely on, on on that point, maybe summarize basically what what is the the point that Seychelles is raising in, in relation
1: to it? Thanks, Max. Um, so I guess it's, you know, I, I think we've got really sensitive sectors, you know, within the AFCFT that we still have these, these rules of origin to work out. And you know, you've got the kind of traditional sectors like um, textiles and clothing, automotives, but you've also got this processed part of, of, of the value chain for processed um, fish as well. And we we know that you know processed fish like you know canned tuna for example you know it's it's highly sensitive um industry uh, because it has you know can provide you know provides the opportunity to plug into that high value part of of the value chain you know employment opportunities and 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 so on and we can we can see the sensitivity you know we've the trade trade negotiations over time have showed us, you know, just how sensitive um, this this sector is um, to tariffs, and you know, given the the, the structure of the value chain and um, the kind of role of of different um, large uh, multinationals in 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 the processing um, part of the value chain. So it was a, it was an issue um, for for the Seychelles um, initially. I think you know it had um, was obviously you know agreed to the. the the AFCFTA, but it's taken a while, and um, for it to get ratified. Um, I believe that the you know it's, it's still kind of an, an issue, but it's now couched within the terms of you know this is a sensitive issue, but we've also got these other sensitive sectors within the AFCFTA that we also need to carefully consider. You know the the rules of origin, given you know the structure of these types of of value chains. Um, you know, and you've got you know the, the, those kind of big sectors that I, I've, I've mentioned in those introdu- in the introduction, and I think it's just to reiterate that you know it's all you know we need to really be thinking about you know the types of value chain um, dynamics, and you know, and, and um, the kind of the role of um, foreign firms vis-a-vis domestic African firms, you know, within that that processing kind of node um, of of the value chain
0: thank you uh, very much for your uh, answer and also for the uh, 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 presentation in general so I, I would like now to to basically invite the the people in the in the in the virtual floor actually to uh uh make your contributions your whether you have any questions or or uh uh or uh, or any comment that you would like to to raise, please uh, uh, introduce yourself. I mean, also with with your uh, uh, affiliation. Uh, I think that probably we we can start basically uh, starting the discussion. Actually, what are the first things that come from 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 Jody's presentation, uh, and and maybe we can think specifically on what are the uh, opportunities that the, uh, uh, the blue economy, uh, uh and, uh, bring to the FCFDA, we can put it in that way, but also thinking more of how the FCFDA can benefit, uh, particularly the coastal economies, but also thinking basically beyond intra, intracontinent actually to think basically, how is that even the coastal economy can benefit, uh, 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 the rest of the continent. And I think that we can think this in terms of uh, uh, potentially uh, tailoring the RCFTA for uh, uh, the coastal needs, whether I think in terms of negotiation, of further negotiations, or potentially an implementation, there are the needs actually to make special adjustments on the implementation for the uh, uh, considering the coastal communities. Uh, what are the the challenges for a, a sustainable uh, blue economy development, and how is that the AFCFDA could potentially address them? Whether there are some policy changes and, and actions that may need to be put uh, uh, alongside the uh, uh, ASCFTA, the implementation to actually to boost the the effects of the AFC-FDA. Uh, in the blue economy? Um, um, Potentially, what are the specific collaborations that we need to consider uh, uh, with particular stakeholders uh, to achieve sustainable development? Potentially, also think maybe it's it's open to to discussion whether this is also calling for having a a dedicated protocol on on blue economy in the afd I think there are definitely discussion at the African Union, but basically one thing that we might need to consider is whether the AFC, FDA may need to have a protocol of blue economy dealing with the basically issues such as fisheries and the common fisheries policies. So these are the potentially the things that I am throwing to to basically for for the discussion. So uh, please, if you have uh, uh, any comment, uh, any question, uh, if you want to raise your hand, uh, raise it, please. Uh, this is the moment.
1: I think we have a hand raised there, um, Max, in the audience. I think I can see.
2: Do Do you see a hand
1: raised? Yes, David Willimer.
0: Ah, sorry. Yes, yeah, two hands. Uh, please, David, if you want to 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 start basically with your first question and comment, uh, please introduce yourself and your affiliation, please. Uh, we, we can't hear you, uh, David. I think that you have some issue because I seen that you are unmuted, but I can't hear you. Okay. Maybe uh, we can go to the, the, the next, maybe, if you sort out later the, the issue, we can go. Uh, maybe to... Uh, oh, I'm seeing... Gagalesh Lusha 07. Ge-gale, Sorry. Ge-gale Olushala. Yeah, please, go ahead.
3: Okay, thank you so much. Uh, pleasant morning. My name is Gagele Olushala. I'm speaking from Nigeria. I'm the... Uh, CEO of Premium Blue Economy Innovation and Investments in Nigeria. And my questions that I put on in the chat is, I'm actually looking at it from a system dynamic approach that all nations in Africa needs to look at. First, realize that we have to work on zero waste if we want to achieve sustainable blue economy, as been defined by the creator of the blue economy with his book, uh, Professor Gunther Pauling. Right. I, I work closely with Gunther Paulin Right, in in in, in Nigeria right so uh, we, as you realize you are aware that we have a dedicated Ministry of marine and blue economy in Nigeria right now and my area we're actually looking at when I mentioned about the system dynamic for us to achieve the targeted of the employments when we're looking at 20 million, it's not just going to come easily with our with with what we have if the ocean is not sustainable. So what are the ways, what are the things we need to put in place? What are the policies for us to see in terms of innovation or blue innovations that need to come from the land, which we realise that the green economy is not actually sustainable for us to achieve the blue economy, but we still need to work with the blue economy. We still need to work with the green economy in terms of the waste that ends in the landfill, how do we turn it into opportunity that affects the ecosystem of the oceans. We know that the aquatic life in the oceans are worried with the rate of plastics. How do we turn plastics into opportunity? Not just by recycling, but by creating multiple other benefits, values from wastes, not just only one product that will look at it from the circular economy. That shouldn't work for the blue economy, but we should actually look at it from the regenerative, of adding more value. So that's why I mentioned about the system dynamic that is being widely taught in MIT needs to be adopted in every uh, continent, every every in all the island around the continent in Africa if you want to achieve this. So what are the low-angle fruits that each country needs to work locally? Because it's been defined that how do we utilize our local resources to create sustainable blue economy, not look at it from... We don't gonna imports. For example, what we are doing with Professor Gunta right now in Nigeria, it's how to build a, a green shipping in partnership with a company in Taiwan, Nova So what Noftel is actually doing is they've they've tested around as the second uh, decarbonized best uh, ship that move around the world is called MS Porima That's moved around the world is using hydrogen and uh, airborne technology from SkyCell in Germany to power it. We realize our only solar panel on the uh, ferry, it's not going to be sustainable, but we need to look at it for what do you have in different community, which we are know every continent in Africa, is every country in the Africa is blessed with uh, good water, but how can we use the water to create hydrogen and train people on how to build first cell technology with uh, electrolysis. And we can generate abundant of wind from the altitude, not from the wind turbine. So this is kind of the angle we're actually looking at, that how many jobs can be created in this with what we have locally, not just to focus on solar panel on the oceans. There are another angle we're actually looking at is how do we turn the water sense that affects the uh, navigation of the ships into opportunity by using it to create biodiesel, by using it to create mushrooms that can create more jobs, that angle as well is looking, is well thought of. Then the biotechnology angle that we're actually looking at is the micro How do we turn the micro We know that uh, India is fo- India and Brazil are much focusing on a lot of sustainability solution on the micro-IG for jet fuel technology and malnutrition. So that angle, how do we use of what we have locally, in different countries that we see opportunity? It's not just only about the oceans. What about the landlocked countries in Africa that want to work? Benefit that there should be work we need to carry that along that they have a comparative advantage for that can lead into blue economy so let me give you the final example of what i'm actually looking at
0: yeah please i uh, will ask you whether you have a question or, or if you can finalize so
3: yes it, it, it's, it's a question so so thank you so much so so the question is how do we turn wastes or uh, into opportunities in the blue economy thank you
0: thank you very much uh maybe i will collect another uh, participation from Uh, Papagora, please, I I see you. that you are also your hand is up.
4: Thank you. Thank you very much. Hope that you hear me very well. I would like to thank Odie and uh, also Jody for uh, her presentation. And uh, I'm really happy to participate in this workshop uh, on uh, uh, Harnessing the Blue Economy. Because these topics is in line on our work in the fisheries sectors and trade for more than 20 years when we are looking to see how really the trade policies or related trade policy could really impact positively the sustainable management of fisheries resources. Uh, at this time, I was based in uh, West Africa, but now I'm the senior fisheries and aquaculture officer at FAO, head coordinating here, FAO Somalia, coordinating here the fishery sectors. And uh, what is really uh, missing in your uh, uh, presentation uh, is uh, when I consider this uh, country, Somalia, which is uh, now the longest coastline in uh, mainland Africa, approximately we have more than uh, 3,300 uh, kilometres and uh, the economic exclusive zone is one of the biggest. Eh? Uh, just to highlight the potential we have here in blue economies, uh, very huge and uh, still untapped. Eh? But uh, the government is Really aware about this potential. That's why we have some positive change. Eh? We've uh, now at the federal level we have the Ministry of Fisheries and Blue Economy. We already have also at national level uh, national blue economy strategies. And uh, but as I said, the potentials we have on blue economy remain untapped. Eh? The production is still low. Less than 100,000 tons, and we have a potential in this Indian Ocean but also in the Red Sea because uh, Somalia is situated uh, uh, on these uh, two parts the, the, the Indian Ocean but also the, the Red Sea on the north. We have a potential of production in terms of fish more than 500,000 tons, and uh, but the contribution of the fisheries and on the blue economy and on the GDP or the national economy remain low because we are facing some challenge. Of course, the security challenge, but also lack of capacities and uh, many lags in terms of infrastructures and uh, and all the fragility challenge, exacerbating also the environmental and climate uh, shock here in Somalia. That's why here at the FAO Somalia, we have uh, 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 blue economy initiative blue transformation initiative i can say and fao somalia is uh, really trying to to have a leading role for the blue transformation here in somalia uh, the context of somalia is favorable now for investment policies and uh, strategical advantages with the uh, geographical location and uh, the potential we have in uh, the fisheries sectors and all other related sectors in uh, in uh, in, uh, in uh, related to to blue economy so at fao somalia this blue transformation initiative emerged as a holistic and strategy that integrate marine and inland fisheries because the inland fishery because we have uh, two permanent river we 10,000 kilometers squares of permanent waters. And now uh, the potential we have also uh, for aquaculture and uh, is uh, uh, integrating also the sustainable management, the value chain, and the infrastructure development. That's why FAO Somalia also aims to play a leading role in a dynamic and robust blue transformation, uh, positioning Somalia as a regional leader in sustainable uh, fisheries management and aquatic. System and this uh, vision uh, align also with the broader development goal here in Somalia, eh? and that's why we are working, implementing many program aiming to upgrade the value chain, to bring more positive change in the policies and government gov- uh, governance. Uh, Reform and implementing also this national blue economy strategy. Besides the government at the federal level, but also as the federal members said, just to agree that these policies, particularly the trade policies, access of market could really be helpful if we want successfully uh, achieve sustainable management of fisheries resources. We have to link access of market and access of resources. If we want really the potential on blue economy to be really internalized and also to be helpful for the economic development, the social development of the country, but also to bring more sustainability on the way we are producing. And uh, that's why also FAO is working with the neighboring countries. To enable the private sectors to have access of this uh, regional market, which is the first target of the national private sector we have here, considering that the, the production we have for now is not even enough for supplying the national market, but in terms of uh, adding revenue and value, the opportunity for uh, investing in these sectors are really loose, and uh, Somalia government is now open to welcome, particularly regional uh, investors, from uh, the neighboring country to take this opportunity for helping really to, to take advantage of this uh, geographical position, but the potential we have, but also to help really for the development of this country. Let me stop on this, but uh, just to say, our interest to participate in this, we have some ongoing studies on this area of blue economy and uh, some ongoing uh, projects that are implemented now but i think that later we can have the opportunity to come back on details on what is going in in this country thank you over to you uh
0: thank you very much for for your uh, contribution uh i would like now to give also the floor to david williman i think that he tried to join earlier so please david go ahead.
5: Thank you, Max. Um, I hope I'm audible now. Uh, My name is David Wilma from the Institute for Security Studies. We are a pan-African think tank based in Pretoria, but with regional offices across the continent. And I work on maritime security and ocean governance and blue economy issues. Um, Thank you, Jody, for the presentation. Two quick questions for me as most of the... The state of play currently across the continent, if you look at the blue economy in quotation marks um, projects that are happening, they are more so sure geared towards an ocean economy that is more focused on development than it is on the um, environmental protection side. Um, I think the island states are could be leading in, in that regard. In, harmonizing both. So my question truly is, um, yes, we understand um, the policy in terms of the need to harmonize um, environmental sustainability with economic development, but how do we ensure that we capacitate strengthen the capacity of our governments within the context of the after because that is a very trade-driven agenda to ensure that the environmental sustainability side is included in a manner that is also inclusive of coastal communities um, because I think South Africa is a case in point in here And the port developments uh, along the East Coast, Kenya, Tanzania, that in in many cases, local communities tend to be displaced to make way for these uh, massive infrastructure developments. So how do we really harmonize that on the ground and ensure that local communities as well as youth populations are included? The second one is regarding the issue of fisheries. Um, I think we understand... Um, that African waters are the most depleted in the world, and not to name a shame, but the culprits in that are usually, you know, um, China and some European countries. Um, but then, how do we, as a continent, engage in this discussion on sustainable fisheries at a global level? to ensure that um, our interests are protected. I I think for me, part of that is, would include an understanding of uh, what IUU fishing truly entails. Um, And I think there's a divergence in understanding of IUU between the African Union, for example, and the EU. You only need to look at the definitions to understand that there is a difference there in that regard. Um, and I think there's room for conversation about how we can engage in in that con- conversation with a common understanding and our interests. Um, I'll leave it at that for now, thank you.
0: Thank you very much, uh, David. Um, and I think we have three initial uh, uh, points that I will try to summarize uh, and then give it the, uh, uh, the floor to Jody to, to react to them uh just to, to for, for everyone else, I mean, if you want to start thinking of of a uh, 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 contribution for the next uh, 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 group, please uh, uh, start doing it. uh I think we have a first uh, 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 a point associated with uh how is that it can be the SEFTA turning these opportunities in relation for the blue economy it's our colleague uh, uh, from Nigeria. Uh, then we uh, uh, also hear about the uh, opportunities and also the challenges that that Somalia is 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 facing and in terms of development is its fisheries uh, uh, given the the, the huge uh, coastal uh, uh 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 the the shore and also all the, the the its water it has uh and then we have david that basically he Brought uh, two uh, important questions. The first is is basically the sort of debate between trade and sustainability that he perceives that the AFCFDA is more focused on on the first aspect. But how is that you can bring together this uh, the sustainable uh, uh, part of of or angle of that, and then the point of of uh, uh, fisheries. That is how is that can this discussion on fisheries engage at the global level? That I think that provides a very nice uh, link to also the discussions that will be at the end of February in Abu Dhabi in uh, MC-13. So I think that also these are uh, an element that we we didn't mention up to this moment, but I think that clearly while we are discussing this, in two weeks' time, there's going to be a discussion more on the trade side on fisheries in in abu dhabi so so jodi please uh, if you want to react to 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 this
1: thank you very much indeed thank you for all of the the questions and and the comments really really helpful and um, very thought provoking um as well so just to pick up on the 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 first question about which was more kind of related to the circular economy um, and i think it's a very important point you know thinking about how the how the the kind of blue economy interacts with you know kind of more land-based um, activities and so i think really getting into the the circular economy aspects there is is um is pretty critical um and you know having very um you know good policies in place but also it's, it's coming down to you know specific um tariff lines as well you know for for different um types of waste i understand that there are um discussions on these points at the moment um within the different groups um at, at the wto um but obviously only a handful of African countries are are members of the the trade and environmental sustainability structured um, discussions. So there are big questions about how those discussions then translate into action um, at the AfCFTA within the the context of the AfCFTA. So I would say, you know, if there were to be a, a dedicated blue economy protocol, um, then these sorts of issues should be you know very much um, kind of brought in brought in there. Um, and 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 explored and um, further um, within that context but i think it's a very, very important point there about that interaction and um, which is critical and then thank you um, very much um, also f- um, papa for for joining us another comment there about you know not forgetting the the role of the private sector and ensuring that the private sector is on board you know sensitized and aware of of the opportunities but also you know about the the need to ensure um, sustainability and and what and I think that kind of leads us on to the third, the, the kind of third points there that were raised um, by by David, because of course there are risks. You know, if you know the AfCFTA is is boosting intra African trade, and you know this increases, <clears throat> it could it could exacerbate. It, it's in some ways it could begin to exacerbate um, exacerbate existing. Um, tensions um and you gave some examples there um with regards to coastal development and, and communities. I mean I guess you know as always this will come back to the broader points around around governance. Um, perhaps there could be, you know, you know thinking about how the blue economy Framework could be operationalized in the future. You know, I guess that there would need to be, you know, you just would need to be very carefully designed and 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 monitored. Um, and I think that there are some good examples from from country level strategies in terms of you know developing roadmaps and performance indicators. And I think South Africa's has um, been quite prominent in in that respect. But I think it's it's not not easy, and there there will inevitably be um, challenges to overcome. And then this final point about the fisheries at, at the multilateral level and, and the um, IUU illegal on um, reported and unregulated, I think. It's a, um, so yeah, you know, we're hoping for all of that to be kind of confirmed and shored up at the forthcoming um, ministerial, but then, you know, I guess it's, you know again how does that translate into kind of action on the ground and the, the relationship to the FCFTA? and i'm quite interested to see how the implementation side so there's a kind of fisheries fund there to help countries kind of implement the changes that are needed in order to conform to the new rules on addressing harmful fishing fishery subsidies but it's be interesting to see how that type of support you know how will that be operationalized um, in country you know and there may be some some link there to kind of national structures that are implementing the afcfta um, and so on so i think that that will be very um important to to look out for um in in the future as well um, but thank you very much um indeed for the comments so far
0: thank you very much jody uh i don't know if i have any other Questions or comments uh, uh, from the audience? I mean, I uh, just seen that there's someone from the uh, Ministry uh, of Environmental Sustainable Development of Madagascar has just joined. Uh, and said, I mean, if, if you want to, to comment or participate, please uh, 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 raise your hand. I don't know if you have any other uh, uh, comment or question to make on this specific point. I mean, we have been hearing about uh, uh, of the trade and the, the sustainability uh, uh, dilemma, uh, if you want to put it on, on that way, um, and what is that uh, could be uh, done to address the, the the issues, but also, I mean, all the opportunities, and, and, and Jody mentioned about uh, some potential support on the implementation of uh, uh, with the Fisheries Fund that could be uh, considered on that. So I I, I have two hands uh, up. Uh, I'm going to go to it, uh, Jerry Mofolasayo, uh, first. So please, uh, uh, the floor is yours. Uh, Jerry, if you are talking, please unmute. Thank you. Yes, thank you.
2: Thank you very much. Um I just want to uh, to ask there are of course, quite some things I just said now. how do we tackle uh sea piracy? And um, I also want to ask according to um according to international union of Con- union for conversation, conservation of nature. They already have red lists on on some endangered species that are going into extinction. How do we manage these species from, uh, let me say preserving them from not going into extinction? Thank you.
0: Thank you very much, uh, Jerry. Um, I would like now to give the floor to Ju- Juliet Lassman, please.
6: Thank you very much, uh, Max-, 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 Max, and uh, Jody for the presentation. My name is Juliet Lassman, I'm a policy analyst at the Organisation for Economic Cooperation and Development, the OECD, And we've been working uh, now on the blue economy for several years, uh, focusing on the issue of local authorities and water security. I just wanted to make a point. It's more of a a general point for and for consideration than a question. Uh, When we're talking about uh, the importance of balancing sustainability and trade, actually, local authorities can play a very important role. They uh, have the competencies uh, in uh, tools like land use planning, waste management, you know, when we were talking about the circular economy, uh, water and sanitation, all of which really have an impact on the blue economy because they affect water security. They also have uh, a lot of competencies in uh, sub national uh and they can affect this issue of uh, the impacts on local communities as mentioned by previous speaker. So we see that, Local authorities have a great potential for balancing these uh, sustainability and trade dimensions. Uh, this is why, uh, amongst others, we've set up this program on cities and regions for a blue economy. And going back to the point on capacity that Jodie made earlier, which is a, a really key pinch point, I think, across the world, but especially uh, also in Africa, uh, relating to this point, um, uh, we recognize that. Uh, Local authorities, uh, especially in continents like Africa, where there's a lot of uh, decent, uh, there's not as much decentralization than what we see in OECD countries. We see that uh, uh, local authorities sometimes are, are left to deal with these issues on their own. And this is why we've set up a program on the blue economy in cities and regions to support cities and regions. In developing resilient, inclusive, sustainable, and circular economies. Uh, if you're interested in more information, I will leave the web link and my contact details in the chat. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much, Juliet. Uh, I have a question that have come in. I'm gonna read it. I I, I don't have clue who who uh, 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 brought this question, but basically says. Uh, Well, good morning. Thank you for a great presentation and for an interesting discussion. Uh, African port infrastructure lags behind the rest of the world, which may present one of the main obstacles when it comes to taking advantage of the AFCFTA. Similarly, most shipping around the continent is for the most part done by foreign businesses. This area is receiving some investments, but will, can African states improve the infrastructure in time to get full benefits from the AFC FTA? Furthermore, do you think the maritime security environment is conducive to the development of blue economies and is enough uh, being done to improve it? Thank you. Uh, so, I don't know, Jody, if you, if you uh, uh, received that, but, uh, Clearly, we have. I mean, we are returning to the first initial point, uh, uh, reason by, by by Jerry about piracy. Uh, uh, that is is definitely a, a critical point, and and I think that we are returning to this point about uh, uh, with the security aspect. But I think that also uh, uh, this uh, question associated with infrastructure, with the maritime routes, and we are coming back to that point that was uh, uh, reason earlier. Uh, also, uh, Jerry mentioned about uh, uh, endangered species and how is that they could be uh, managed. I think that probably we could say took them in terms of how is that basically the FCFDA or eventually what is that could be done actually to prevent, while, while at the same time potentially uh, benefiting from them preventing the, the, the depletion, uh, uh, have a good management on them. And then, and then uh, Juliet uh, also uh, raised uh, the point about of the uh, let's call it the circularity between a trade and sustainability. So clearly, this is something that fits each other. So it's not that linear. So basically, probably the 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 the, the, the a debate is not more a debate, but actually more of a dialogue, and eventually how to start that that uh, circle. And also, recent the point of the. Uh, local authorities of many African countries in uh, uh, dealing with some of these aspects of the blue economy. And this is something that normally is uh, uh, overlooked at uh, uh, in negotiations because we are talking about countries, uh, uh, between countries, maybe in some countries there could be some higher uh, uh, divisions like states, etc. But we forgot that sometimes some of the levers associated with uh, assuring the sustainability of the blue economy lays on the uh, 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 local authorities. So, so Jody, please, maybe you want to 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 comment uh, uh, and
1: um, and and answer some of
0: these points.
1: Sure, sure. So, thank you very much indeed for those um, very interesting questions as well. I mean, I think the the big question around piracy. I mean, it is a very um, tricky um subject i think there are just different drivers um as well um, you know you can think of different examples from different countries in africa where this has been an issue and the kind of different drivers um there of of the threat and i think it you know you just you know a lot will will depend on political will but also just trying to address those those different drivers um, and and the underlying reasons which can obviously be quite difficult to untangle at times but nonetheless they they tend to be tend to be there but with regards to the um trade in illegal um And kind of at risk species, there are conventions there. So CITES is is an international um, convention um, that that does try to address those sorts of issues. And UNCTAD and others are are quite um, involved in in trying to encourage um, countries to to sign up to that um, convention um and then of course yet yeah, all of the issues around local governance um you know the kind of local level authorities when it comes to the circular economy completely i ag- would completely uh, agree with with that um, point as well which means that i think when we're getting into our our analysis you know i think we will have to include you know some kind of comparative case studies as well in order to kind of draw out and and highlight um those points um, just a, f- a final point in relation to the the question about um, port facilities and, and investment and infrastructure. I mean, as we know, you know, we're still we, we we're, we're awaiting the kind of full implementation of of the investment protocol of the AFCFTA. But again, just wanted to make this point that there's there are also important discussions um, on investment facilitation at the WTO, um, and this is again likely to be an outcome of of the forthcoming ministerial. So it will be interesting to see, you know, if once kind of W T african members that are WTA members when they've signed up to that investment facilitation you know how will this interact with the afcfta protocol and then how was how will this have the kind of knock on effects then in terms of um boosting um infra- investments in infrastructure so we're yet to see how this will all kind of play out um, but we we should hopefully know the results you know um, um fairly soon in terms of the the direction of of travel um, on these fronts um so thank you and very much some very very useful points i think max as we move ahead and and um we we you know kind of deepen the analysis and and um maybe useful to maybe have a follow-up conversation um at some point in the future as well once we've got the the kind of full um results thank you everyone
0: Thank you, uh, Judy. And and yes, I mean, a a very interesting discussion. Also, I mean, the the point, I mean, we we are constantly coming, uh, uh, going and coming back from the the, the multilateral discussions. So clearly, this is where where we are seeing that this is not something that you can confine to a single discussion. There are other uh, uh, elements that need to be considered uh, that are uh, uh, relevant and are being discussed in parallel. So that's the important of having Separate, but also a coordinating uh, 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 effort to 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 discuss this, and and also on the on the uh, port infrastructure and the maritime routes that is coming all the time is clearly well. The the RCFTA will provide some instruments, but this is where there are multiple policies, complementary policies that need to be placed, uh, and that are potentially more associated with uh, 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 with with domestic policies, uh, uh, etc to to take advantage of the FCFda. Uh, I'm gonna take more questions. I don't have any hands up. I have a one uh, a point in the uh, in the chat box that says while habitat loss and pollution are significant factors in the decline of some species of fish, the greater threat is overfishing. How do we control overfishing? Well, I mean, it's something that you have already uh, uh, addressed. But I have uh, uh, two uh, hands up. One is uh, uh, Rado Rakutosoa. Uh So if you want to uh, uh, have the floor now, please.
7: Yes. Uh, thank you for giving me the floor. Uh, I'm Rado Rakutosoa, Director General of the Blue Economy. Uh, Uh, in the Ministry of Fisheries of Blue Economy uh, of Madagascar. So it's a pleasure to participate in this uh, meeting. And uh, thanks also for your uh, good presentation about the uh, situation of the blue economy in African uh, coastal uh, states. So my question is about uh, 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 climate change. Uh, how do we think about uh, what is our strategy, what uh, this uh, serious impact of uh, climate change, uh, because uh, uh, each year, every year, uh, if we take uh, the case of Madagascar, uh, we, we have uh, at least four or five cyclones, and uh, the impact of this, those uh, cyclones Are very dangerous for our blue economy activities. So, uh, because if we talk about trade and uh, uh, AFC FTA uh, advantages, so we need also to think to uh, overcome uh, what is. Do you have hospitality about climate change? That's my question. Thank you.
0: Thank you uh, very much uh, uh, for your uh, question. Uh, uh, the next uh, person I have online is uh, 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 Dirk William Tivelde. So please.
8: Yeah. Good. Good. Good morning. Um, uh, thank you, Max. And and uh, I'm listening to the text and points and discussions. Um, so I suppose we're looking at the links between uh, the blue economy and AfCFTA, and as Jody has been outlining. Um, that the blue economy strategies of, uh, of a range of economies do not necessarily um, look uh, into much details on how the AACFTA can, can boost their economy. Uh, and I'm wondering also the other way around, is, uh, we've now um, had a range of AACFTA implementation strategies um, uh, being drafted uh, um, with the help of, of various uh, uh, various programs and so on. And um, I'm wondering to what extent the blue economy is mentioned um, in these AFCFTA implementation strategies and what more can be done to bring both uh, both sides together so perhaps uh, your analysis might uh, might be useful to lead to some frameworks that can link uh, AFCFTA trade measures with the blue economy but vice versa which could perhaps also help uh, maybe iterations of the ACF implementation strategies to consider the blue economy in uh, in 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 some more uh, more detail so i'm wondering what you what you think about that jodi thank you
0: thank you uh, very much dirk uh, i think that uh, uh, we'll go also to to Jody and and i think that to summarize i think that we have a a a a question from the the ministry of of uh, uh environment sorry the name in in madagascar i think that is is very relevant associated with with climate change uh and i think that given your uh, uh good expertise on this you will be very uh, uh, prepared to to address the question and then dirk actually mentioned uh about whether there is a space in the AFCFTA implementation strategies that all countries are developing, also establishing their national implementation committees of the AFCFTA, what is the space uh, for the blue economy there? Whether these potentially having the blue economy uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, streamlined in, in these strategies uh uh is something that might potentially uh, overcome the, the the lack of a of a proper protocol on the on on the blue economy on the AFC FTA or or whether this is a different thing but still necessary to to
1: have thanks very much indeed um so i'll take the 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 kind of first question about the interaction with climate change um, so, as you know, at, at COP28, or you, you may not be that familiar, actually, but at COP28, there was this big um, push for consideration of, of a, a blue wall. So, as you know, at previous COPs, we've had focus on a green wall. And um, so, you know, the planting of trees and so on. Um, as a means through which to not only help uh, mitigate climate change but also this adaptation you know improving soil quality and 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 so on so now you've had a kind of similar push and um, for a blue wall and um, which is also thinking about you know the kind of restoration of of mangroves and the kind of the coastal kind of ecosystems there, you know helping to build um, resilience to to climate change and so on so obviously we've just we we're kind of cop 20 it's fairly recent um, but this this was a a, a big um, you know a, a kind of an ambitious project that was launched at COP28. So we're hoping you know that this comes to kind of its full um, fruition and, and gets just as much as attention as the kind of land based activities like the the, the green wall um, has. So I think it's just a case of kind of a bit of watch this space um, at, at the moment. Um, then when it comes to the the AFCFTA implementation strategies, you know, I think one of the issues is that if you look at like the, the kind of if you look at well, when we've looked at export baskets, you can see that you've already got the kind of some fish products included um, within the basket of of goods um, for for the the southwest Indian Ocean states that I've I've mentioned to you, but this is a kind of real kind of traditional sector within the blue economy of course the blue economy is, is the definition is broader so it would also include you know these issues around kind of offshore um, gas exploration investments um, it would also include kind of marine biotechnology these kind of more kind of non-traditional sectors so I guess it's you know at the, at the national level you know it's this, these issues can't be considered you know the the p- trade policymakers need to get out of their kind of trade policy silo in order to consider the broader kind of blue economy and how, um, you know what the strat- what what are the strategies um, that are being developed elsewhere on the blue economy and then how they can just uh, be translated into into the the kind of broader AFCFTA implementation strategy. I think there's maybe just you know if you look at the if you, you tend to be fixated on the existing. Exports and imports, and how they can grow, then you're kind of locked into that kind of singular value chain. Whereas, of course, the blue economy is, is the, the scope and the definition is, is broader than that. I mean, maybe there's some potential for a future guided trade initiative. So, you know, we've got the had four, four priority um, sectors in the past, one of which was agro processing, automotive. So, so, perhaps this could be something for the future. Um, and perhaps, you know, a non a traditional blue economy sector, but also maybe the the non non traditional um, sectors. And so just a final point is once the kind of outstanding protocols, once these are, you know, once these are fully implemented and ratified and whatnot, you know, once the investment protocol, you know, maybe then these blue economy issues will become more prominent as well once the um Kind of implementation strategies also change to to take into account the these um, the the phase two um, protocols and so on. Um, so they're my kind of initial reactions but very um, thought provoking um questions and and comments they're very helpful. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much Jodi I'm going to take one final uh, question or or comment uh i i have a uh, uh, one uh, comment that is says uh, aquaculture will reduce overfishing and we need to apply air bubble technology like dolphin to catch fishes rather than uh, net air bubble help to separate the preg- the pregnancy fishes and get them back into the ocean so that's a, a very good co- co- concrete technological development that is 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 is, is uh, uh, available for that and probably creating the conditions to use that would be very important uh uh I wonder whether I have uh, another uh comment uh uh I hear someone <coughs> that is I'm learning of the SEFTA for the first time okay could you kindly give a brief background on how ODI is related to it uh, right, I mean the the is a, a free trade agreement among all African countries uh, uh, that was uh, uh, started uh, uh, some time ago, and uh, and is part of a critical instrument of the African Union Agenda 2063. Uh, uh, and ODI is uh, uh, supporting. Uh, with the support of the UK government on the negotiations and the implementation of the agreement. So uh, I have a final uh, comment, I mean a question, are there key levers and stumbling blocks to accelerate decarbonization and adaptation within ocean-based value chains? if if yes, how do we tackle them? Judy, can you answer that briefly?
1: again i think it would just very much depend on the, the the type of value chain because obviously we've got you know the blue economy the definition is quite broad and you've got these kind of traditional sectors but also the the non-traditional um sectors as well but certainly taking a value chain approach you know just in terms of the, the an analytical approach is 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 helpful um but as i say it's you know you, you can also maybe have a bit too of um narrow of, of of a focus um as well so i think it's coming back to the earlier point about this need for you know this more kind of systems based uh, approach which one of our first um um one of the first uh, uh, interventions emphasized um so I, I think it's just going to depend on, on different country contexts as 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 well um And sorry, Max, was there another another question as well? Yes,
0: I mean, that's the the last one I'm going to take. I mean, is uh, to protect marine ecosystems and promote a sustainable blue economy, we must increase our response to illegal activities that are undermining the health of our oceans, fisheries, crime, marine marine pollution and, and unauthorized dumping of waste, violation of marine protected areas. As we all move forward with treaties, laws, and regulations, the law enforcement communities and courts are struggling struggling to give those instruments legal teeth. In this regard, there is a real gap in terms of the role maritime law enforcement response in blue economy and ocean climate approaches. How can we mainstream the role and importance of MLE agencies in blue
1: economy agendas and policies? Yeah. So this is, I mean, I guess it's just to say, you know, this is, what countries are grappling with with now? So you know we've we've got the increased prominence of the blue economy issues, and we're hoping to you know through the presidency of the Comoros to raise these these issues um, further. You've got a lot of action on the international um, front as well. Um, I've, I've mentioned the the, the blue wall um, that COP twenty eight. This is also thinking about expanding um, the kind of protected uh, maritime zones as well. But of course, you know these do you know in in addition to protecting and and enforcing your exclusive economic zone you know there is a need for 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 capacity um you know human resource development training knowledge skills um education um as well and there are examples of um from elsewhere of kind of eco- um, institute research institutes that are Designed to to help countries overcome um, these capacity um, constraints um, as well, and so I think it would be um, helpful for 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 African policymakers to to um, learn how other regions have also grappled um, with with some of these issues as well. So we were we were hoping to bring in some examples from the Pacific um, in our report. Um, just to provide um some some guidance on on these sorts of of questions.
0: Thank you very much uh, uh, Jody and and thank you all for for your contributions. Uh, I mean they have been very uh, interesting discussion. Uh, these have been extremely enriching, um, and basically it's highlighting a very complex uh, uh, aspect associated with the blue economy. Uh and we have explored some opportunities, challenges, um, and, and some potential solutions, some within the, the framework of the AFC FDA, but other clearly we, we understand that it is not going to be enough uh, uh with the AFC FDA to address many of these uh uh, uh issues. Uh I, I want also to, to thank again to Jody um we are also looking forward for uh, uh the see the, the final uh, uh, report that you are, you are you are working uh, on it and i imagine that some of the contributions that have been made in this uh, session would be very useful to, uh, uh, for for the report i mean and we have heard many interesting uh, uh, discussions i mean we have been talking about uh, specific technologies uh uh, uh to address the 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 sustainable aspect and climate change i mean the the challenges of specific countries on uh uh on the 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 with with the blue economy and the opportunities uh also uh the 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 different ways of addressing the 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 relationship between trade and unsustainable uh uh side of the of the blue economy, how to actually reconcile and basically to realize that actually there isn't much reconciliation to do. There's a lot of dialogue between the two actually that I need to consider. Uh we have also discussed a lot of aspects associated more with security. We heard about piracy and, and what needs to be done. And this is something quite critical uh 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 to to, to consider, maybe that could be ex- uh, beyond the FCFTA, but but I think that is something to, to bear in mind as well. Also on the climate change aspect, Jody highlighted some of the recent discussions in COP28, specifically on the blue uh, uh, economy. And now we came back to actually think, well, what is that could be done uh, uh, on the uh, uh, implementation side of the implementation strategy to address some of the aspects? And Julie has highlighted that some aspects could be uh, 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 addressed, specifically those that are more traditional issues on the blue economy like fisheries, but there are many other new elements that need to be considered and maybe could not be able to uh, uh, address uh, properly in the implementation. So uh, I would like to thank you again for, for for the discussion that we have today. We have a, a, a very uh, a rich, in terms of diversity, uh, uh, people in the panel, we have people from, from government, from international organizations, from academia, from the private sector. So quite a, a, a different perspective, uh, um, and clearly, well, again, to, to thank you uh, very much. Again, if you want to follow us, uh, on, on Twitter or X that is now unknown, you can do it at, at ODI underscore uh, trade uh or also you can join our uh, mailing list in uh, cita at odi.org. Uh, UK. Uh, for those that are asking, I mean the, the report is been in, in is been uh, finalized. so uh when it's ready that is going to be soon, uh we are going to to share it with with all of you that were in this uh, 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 roundtable. but you can also join the the as, as I mentioned the mailing list, the the newsletter to follow other uh, activities of our program uh, online again uh, thank you very much for your time and have a nice uh, rest of the day thank you
6: thank you very much max and thank you everyone bye bye